Hello guys, what is going on? Son of Chelsea back here again for another edition of Let's Talk Chelsea. Hope you're all doing well and keeping safe on this Tuesday. In today's episode, reflecting a bit more on the Aston Villa draw last night and also transfer talk surrounding Marcus Alonso to Atletico Madrid in January. But before we get into any of that good stuff, I want to ask you guys, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button and a notification bell so you never miss an upload. Also hit the like button if you're enjoying the content because it helps out the channel as well. So starting off with the Aston Villa draw last night, recap it a bit a really frustrating result if you haven't seen my rational perspective please go and do so uh, more criticism of Frank Lampard naturally after that game the tactics of the team at the moment looking a bit one-dimensional without Hakim Ziyech or Reese James especially in attacking areas I did think we looked more encouraging in the first half but for me the subs of Frank Lampard once again I think it's something you should question about Timo Werner coming on for the goal scorer Olivier Giroud I think we lacked a focal point and it just feels like Chelsea and Lampard need a bit of a breather at the moment with all the scrutiny and pressure and sort of struggle at the moment but will he get it you know it's such a congested season just on a Man City game there's major doubt around whether our game against City will go ahead next Sunday after their game against uh, Everton was called off speaking on the COVID situation generally uh, Lampard says safety is paramount and if it is not safe our next game uh, versus Man City whose game was called off against Everton will not go ahead that is from Chelsea's official Twitter account last night so um, Lampard pretty adamant around that hopefully we'll get some clarity soon whether that game goes ahead or not I think it was a little bit silly to me or just weird that it took so long for the Everton City game, how close it was to kick off and it being called off. So maybe now with City and, and maybe going into isolation, maybe there'll be some clarity over the next couple of games with City and we'll get that soon. Um, but I do want to give praise and, and don't just want to make this video doom and gloom regarding last night. Praise for Callum Martin the doy I think he's taking his chance at the moment. In terms of his play, the switching of play with the ball and movement all were really encouraging. And despite this period not being very good for Lampard or Chelsea with results and performances dipping significantly I think this is individually the sort of scenario uh, Callum needed to get back into the first team picture under Frank Lampard and despite not winning I think it's undeniable we looked a lot more threatening and dynamic with Pulisic on the left in his natural position and Callum Martin-Odoi on the right and I do think those two will be the main wingers moving forward and I think Callum absolutely now needs to be a first team player even with Ziyech coming back he's a massive player for us of course um, but I think Callum absolutely has done himself a lot of favours over the recent games even if Chelsea haven't been getting the right results and before I wrap up talking about this game I want to touch on JT's response to an Instagram comment about Christensen in the run-up to Aston Villa's equaliser really interesting this from JT in terms of his history of Christensen when he was at the club he bigged up Christensen a lot in terms of having a bright future at Chelsea and there's been some sort of debate around that equaliser not only in terms of the referee's involvement you know should it have been a foul should the referee have stopped play but also why did Christensen stay down uh, this is what JT had to say in a response to a comment on his Instagram uh, the comment was you'd have been raging at that John the sporting side of the game has disappeared Terry responded simply by stating he should have got up long-term subs of the channel will know about Christensen and my sort of thoughts about him my criticism of him uh, at Chelsea and it's it's quite interesting seeing JT being that sort of blunt and harsh about Christensen at Chelsea I mean I think it says a lot about Christensen and summing up his career he's just not imposing enough that's always been my biggest issue with him as a defender I think he is for the modern game an aesthetically pleasing centre-back I think he offers something that people like in modern defenders being a progressive passer I think 
you know, he's the type of centre-back that I could see going to, say, a Mönchengladbach where he, he thrived on loan, but also going to another league and, and thriving in his career if he plays in a progressive system. I just think the physicality of the Premier League, as was proven in that incident last night, I think is just too much for him. Yeah, I think it was a foul, but the fact he isn't forced off uh, by injury, you know, if he'd stayed down and then we had to make a sub for him, but the fact is he got up, played the rest of the game, no issue. And um, that's my concern with Christensen, just switching off, being a little bit too maybe naive or weak in a key moment of the game that cost Chelsea two points. I think it's too big of a risk to keep playing Christensen. I just don't think he's ever going to make it at Chelsea. And I think there are better defenders. And part of the defence of Christensen, not only from people I see in, in my comments or on Twitter or whatever, in terms of backing Christensen and other fans and also within the club is his passing ability. But to me last night, you know, when I'm thinking about passing ability from a centre-back, I'm not thinking about under no pressure, you know, hitting the ball neck to your full-back or your fellow centre-back or your goalkeeper under no pressure, right? And having like close to 100% passing accuracy. I'm talking about, you know, those long-range passes, especially when Chelsea are up against a deep-lying defence um, and trying to break things down and trying to switch the play a bit more like Thiago Silva does so efficiently. Christensen just doesn't offer that for me. You know, I think the difference between him and Thiago Silva night and day, not only in terms of their overall game, but progressive passes I think Thiago Silva is so much better and also Rudiger I think is so much better there were moments in the first half where Rudiger not always getting it right but attempted to switch pace to Callum Hudson-Odoi I don't see that from Christensen so for me the argument of his passing ability is the reason why he should be in this team more and is better than say Rudiger this season I think is is, a, is not an argument for me because when I see the proof in front of me with Christensen he just isn't good enough he isn't imposing enough he doesn't have the physicality for me to survive in this league and I think by the summer even if Chelsea keep him beyond January I think he'll be leaving let me know your opinions on uh, Christensen in the comments below because I think that was such a key moment in the game that really cost Chelsea do you agree with JT should he have just got up or do you think it was a foul um, that the referee should have given uh, for Chelsea but moving on to some transfer talks surrounding uh, Marcos Alonso and Atletico Madrid uh, this is from the independent Atletico Madrid are in talks to sign Chelsea fullback Marcos Alonso on loan in the January transfer window Alonso has been sidelined from Frank Lampard's first team plan and has not featured in Chelsea's Premier League squad since the end of September when he was substituted at halftime during the Blues' 3-3 draw with West Brom. Emerson has risen above Alonso in the pecking order and Chelsea are prepared to allow the Spaniard to leave, although Ben Chirwell's recent injury inevitably raised concern. No surprise to me, Marcus Alonso is on his way out in January. He's one of the first names I'm thinking about when we're looking at the exit door and trying to get him out of the club Um it's so amazing, isn't it? You know, that game against West Brom, one of the worst 45 minutes I've seen from a player. But I don't feel that that performance, you know, on the pitch was is the reason why he's been an outcast. It was that whole incident following that, what Marcus Alonso did, his actions to, I think it was go on the team bus, wasn't it? Not stay with the first team. Frank Lampard apparently berated Marcus Alonso uh, in front of the, the whole team, basically. And apparently it was the most angry the players had seen Frank Lampard. Since then, Alonso has not featured in, I, I believe, any squad, especially in the Premier League, he hasn't featured at all and it's just the writing's on the wall for him at the moment and I think that it's obvious this season I think it was so obvious in the summer and it was always I think between Emerson and Marcus Alonso who would stay at least for this season I think I still think Emerson will be making his way out eventually I mean I think Chelsea need to go and recruit maybe back up to Ben Chirwell better than Emerson at the moment but Marcus Alonso I mean in terms of being such a key player for Chelsea over a number of years and now just being out in the cold it seems like a decent move um, even on loan at the moment I, I do think Chelsea will have to loan out a lot of their unwanted players at least for the January 
window um, due to the current pandemic, due to the struggle we had in letting players go in the summer and then maybe it will shift to permanent moves in the summer, hopefully. Chelsea have done some decent business with Madrid over the years. I think of Alvaro Morata, I think of Diego Costa, both ways signing Diego, but also selling uh, Diego back to them. And of course, Felipe Luiz as well. That was the same situation. Um, so I think that overall, this deal will get done. Let me know your opinions on Marcus Alonso, the career at Chelsea, which has been really successful, but ending in quite a sour way. Let me know your thoughts in the comments below. But that is it for this episode of Let's Talk Chelsea. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to watch it. If you did enjoy it, hit that subscribe button and a notification bell so you never miss an upload. Follow me on Twitter at Son of Chelsea. Have a great day and I'll see you again.